I just think again, that's a whole. It's such a. It's such a. Uh, uh, just a black hole. Mm-hmm. That it's it's tough to say. But to me, those things stand out. You see the the difference in the difficulty of the events. You see the difference in the total prize money. But the thing that sticks out the most is it hasn't changed. Like, how can it not go up? What? The? <laughs> in twenty years. Jesus. All right, welcome back to the Stages Podcast. I'm Lance Armstrong, my host over here, co-host J.B. Hager. We're talking about Stage 7 here on July 7th. Um, you know, J.B., uh, I, I, was, I was, again, proud of myself in a weird way that, that I picked the winner. Um, but, you know, in, in watching the stage, and I, don't, I guess I don't know the rules that well, I almost would have just given it to both. I, like, I... The photo finish, and for those of you at home who were listening and haven't watched, I mean, the sprint finish between Marcel Kittle and Edward Bosenhagen, which, by the way, Bosenhagen hasn't been this fast in a long time. Okay. I mean, he's not that guy anymore. Um, but it was so cl- – I couldn't tell. And I think most people that watched at home and saw the photo finish, I mean, I don't know if there's ever a time where you say this is a tie – and they both get the points. They both get first. Yeah, I don't know. First for that them up, divide them by two. I, but it, it, I don't know how ha- you. It, I don't know how you decide. I mean, I guess there's some formula or rule that says that Kittle's motion at the line was clearly quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was accelerating. Yes, than Bosenhagen. But if 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 the rule was, what does the picture show? That was a dead tie. Mm-hmm. Oh, just a heartbreaker. There's yeah. so many heartbreakers in, in cycling. You know, that, that that one's tough to swallow mm. when you literally are a photo finish where everyone who looked at it couldn't distinguish a winner. Yep. And, you know, and, and before that, it's interesting because to me it looked like a nervous day. You had smaller roads. You had more wind than we've had in previous days. I, I thought the same thing about yesterday. And then as I was watching the broadcast today – one of the one of the broadcasters said that Chris Froome actually said that yesterday, I think yesterday I said that was not an easy day. Well, Chris Froome said that was the easiest day he's ever had in the Tour de France. See, shows you what the difference is between being there, yeah, and sitting on you your couch in Colorado. Feels like, right? We just don't know. But today looked tougher, and one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. We because, actually saw the we talked about echelons yesterday. We actually saw a couple today. Yeah, it was in in full effect today, yeah. not to the point where. It splits the field, which mm. could come into play. That's something to watch on one of those flat days with high winds. Never saw it split. Never even saw like a second echelon going. But I want you to go in more detail about that because it's it's a hard thing to do, a proper echelon. And it's tricky. And then you get guttered. And when do you make the second echelon? Yep. And do are the teams, what are the teams doing for the GC guys during that? Because... That's a, a a very um, real opportunity to cross wheels so, and right. So it's it's well. First of all, the wind right is 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 always there are things in the sport that that are factors. There are obviously mountains and there is uh, 
temperature and there's weather like rain and then there's wind. I mean, there's these things that that tactically you can use to your advantage. And so you look at it a day. Today was not a great example, uh, but maybe we'll see a day. Typically, you see it like in the spring classics where it is truly windy and exposed. That's the other thing is it has to be exposed. If you're riding through town and there's a bunch of buildings or you're riding through the forest, eh, it doesn't work that well. And finally, before I get to my point, crosswind, it has to be the right crosswind. Crosshead doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The perfect storm is crosstail. So you get a strong crosstail, more cross, less tail, but still tailwind, you can absolutely destroy a bike race. So if a team, this is where I get to my point, if a team, they would have, they know the forecast. If the forecast is for, they know the course, they know the forecast. If the forecast is for high winds and high cross tail wind, um, they will spend hours studying the maps in the book, taking it a step further, going to Google Earth. The map in the book doesn't tell you where there's trees or not trees. Um, so they'll study that the night before. They'll also study it in the race, right? Most of these mm-hmm. cars are actually streaming the race live. But you could still, on an iPad, go to Google Earth. You know you know where a left turn is coming, right? You know where all these, you know, the minutia of the course are coming into play. And then they'll talk to their guys. Hey, this court, you know, slight bend to the right in 2K and exposed. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm, this is starting to make some sense to me because a straight up tailwind is just pushing on the back of the peloton. Straight up tailwind, they stay together across the road. But straight that, up headwind, they stay together yeah. str- across the road. Anytime that wind moves either side, left or right, it starts to, you'll see the pack actually start to thin out, right? And then mm-hmm. if you, you just get that perfect angle of cross tail, it explodes. The other thing I have a hard time processing. If, if, I'm sorry, if somebody, you know, if somebody wants to open up the race or, you know, or um, animate the race, then, then, then the field snaps. So when it's crosswind and it's a sprint finish, of course, everyone's goal is to stay in the front. You always hear it. Mm. Even as an amateur bike racer, there's so many reasons to stay in the front. But you're doing it at an elite level where any of these guys can move to the front. Right. But on, there's only so much room. So define being in the front. Is that the top 30 yeah. people? Yeah, that's close enough. But you can't do that when there's 190 riders. 30, oh. 30 of them can. <laughs> 30, I know. <laughs> Speaking of 190 riders, I want to, I want to, not right now, but I want to talk about, because we got a question uh, sent in about the new rules starting, I think, next year, where they're going to reduce the size of the teams in the tour. So it, it, you know, it, if you have 20-whatever teams, you'd, you'd take away 20-some-odd riders. We can get into that. I think it's a great question. And an initiative that I completely disagree with, uh, shocker to some people. Um, so we can talk about that later. Okay. Or we can talk, or we can talk about it now. Right, are we done with the wind? One thing I want to talk no. about with the wind, because people, we're talking about the wind on a day that's basically flat. People ask me all the time when, they, when they're watching the, the mountains, which we're going to start to see again tomorrow, and they see, uh, 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 you're going to see Chris Froome with two or three teammates. They say, is he, is he drafting or, or is he pacing? Are they pacing? Yeah, him? right. It's, is and, it a tempo thing or is there actually pull? So normally, the answer to that is normally that is a pacing thing. And also just a, uh, a message to say, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm not isolated. I have two or three or four teammates with me. Having said that, if the climb is not that steep, like we're going to see tomorrow, and uh, wind 
can become a factor. If, if you have headwind on a climb, it neutralizes the climb. If you have tailwind on a climb, and I'm talking real wind, tailwind on a climb, it animates the climb. Because then you're getting, when you have tailwind on a climb and you're going that slow, you're getting zero draft. It really opens up the race. Break this down for me, too. I know your your forte was not sprinting, but, you know, there's a team plan all the time in the radio communication. And I love watching the the lineup and the teams going to work for their sprinters and keeping them safe, keeping up front, keeping the pace high. There's all those things. When does that – two questions. When does that plan kick in? Is it 5K, 3K, 2K? And do they have it mapped out, like – it's going to be this rider, this rider, this rider, then your sprinter. Okay. they Most of these teams will have, like you saw at the end of the stage today, you had Orca Green Edge um, or Orca Scott. I don't know what they're called now. Orca Scott. I guess I, I guess I should know. But you saw them at the front of, uh, w- without a sprinter, they were protecting their top GC guy, the white jersey, Yates. <clears throat> they, they, they had the field strung out. They were simply, and they put that plan in place yesterday is yeah. my suspicion. Just to keep him out of trouble, keep him safe. That last section, I think most people knew, especially as the day went on today, was going to be crosswind. And crosswind equals danger. Your GC guy, you keep him out of trouble. But first part of the question, those plans are made at the team meeting, at the latest. The order of those guys, that can change around just because you can't. It's, you can't it's not, it's n- nobody's that good and right. nobody's that perfect. I mean, people, you know, people have a bad day. Are people just don't end up at the right place at the right time, and, and they have to find their way back up there, and they're out of order. You mm-hmm. know, those those good teams, like you saw at the Quick Step today, I and mean, that order can change uh, at any is, moment. Is there an etiquette to to letting a lead out train get set up? Like I don't, you know, don't, if you look to if you look to your right, and you know this guy's trying to get it to your left, is there any etiquette of letting them do that, or that's like you know, sorry, buddy, it's too late. I don't, I don't know that part of the sport that that well. I sus- no, I suspect they, uh, it's every man, every team for himself. Yeah. When it comes to because that's part of the strategy too. If you're preventing this guy from getting in his sure, own lineup, sure. that's. And you saw it today. I mean, that, that, I suspect that's the reason that Marcel Kittle um, barely won or tied the bike race today. Is he he was back? He was deep in that peloton late in the race and and he found his way to the to the front he was on the way but as soon as the sprint started even when he had two or three guys in front of him he was you could see the the mask mm-hmm. he was hurting it, it didn't look like he had the other days and i think it took him a lot of work to get which hats off to him for still winning but took him a lot of work to get from where he was up to his guys let's talk about watts we have had a lot of comments and questions about watts and People are wanting to know this, and you got your hands on some pretty interesting information about Greipel, which, if you know anything about Watts, your your jaw is about to hit the floor when Lance tells you uh, what kind of Watts he's putting out in a sprint. Yeah, well, now's probably a good time to apologize to the entire country of New Zealand. I'm still getting a lot of shit for uh, <laughs> for calling Greg Henderson an Australian and even attempting to pull off an Aussie accent. And saying they all drink Fosters. Yeah, they such do. an idiot. And saying, just said a bad word. That's a buck for the family. Uh, uh, I don't know where you guys are, but you made the custard. That's another buck. Um, but so the, Greg Henderson, he's the one who sent in the, the, the direct message on Twitter the other day about how sprinters do actually get scared, which I I believed. 
he sends me. I wake up this morning to a, a, a direct message, and he must he has must have access to Andre Greipel's power file from the sprint yesterday. Maximum power in the sprint, seventeen hundred and ninety watts at seventy four kilometers an hour. Hello, Jeez. and and granted, Greipel's a big guy, but eighteen hundred watts. Hello. That's even I, hard to fathom. And, and Kittle came around him like he was standing still. So, and he's also a big guy. So that, what was Kittle pushing? I don't. I mean, more than that. Eighteen hundred. Like for Joe, average rider. Like say they're pushing up a climb. Joe, average it, rider at three three hundred watts. Three hundred watts. They, is they hard. Can, they can't do that very long at all. Right. And I mean, it's 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 mind boggling. And and the speed. I mean, for for the American listener, seventy four kilometers an hour is you know is forty five forty six miles an hour. That's and unbelievable. <laughs> That's remarkable. And if you hit the the ground at that speed, I mean, we talked about it in one of the earlier episodes. Like, hey, get your spandex on. I'm going to drive you down Main Street. Jump out at 30. Try jumping out at 46. That's unbelievable. And I want to give this some context for our, you know, forgive this if you're can a I, hard, hardcore. Jamie, can I say just one yeah. other thing? All right. Because because a shout out. I really appreciate the, my Kiwi friend Greg sending me these things. Um, he says, and he's just so funny. A lot of this I can't read. I mean, I'd be I'd be putting a lot of money on that jar if I read it all. <laughs> he says, "P.S. If you need a good coach, old man, this Kiwi known as CoachHindi.com, Coach Hindi H-E-N-D-Y.com, will tear you a new second one. <laughs> so shotting at lunchtime will become a normal occurrence. Love you, bro. I think I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Coachhindi.com. Yeah. But coach so, coach, I didn't I didn't realize I didn't realize you were coaching. Greg. Somebody threw this out too. The real Billy C said, please start today's episode with a whistle notifying everyone looking the wrong way. That was classic. Yeah. Of course that's in reference to Contador who goes down the mountain blowing on a pink whistle. Well, can we talk it's it's in let's talk about the people that watch the race because we saw it. They showed some highlights from yesterday where and you guys, and you're sitting there going, how is, you know, people are leaning over the barriers in the sprint. They've got their cameras. One, one person had a flag flying. And I think most people see that and they're so surprised. And I see that and I'm like, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Do you know, do you know how many first time um, fans or first time uh, trips to the Tour de France that some people make? They've never been. Mm-hmm. If it's a, a lady, it's a trip if a, a lady is sixty years old and she's maybe just gotten into, or maybe she's just there, she's like, "Oh, cool! Here's the barrier. I'll hang over." She has no idea that somebody's going to come by at forty-six miles an hour this close from they the. They can't railing. fathom the they, speed. They just can't yeah. fathom it. So, so you're going to lean in. You're going to take a photo. You you might fly your fly. You just that that just people get shocked by that. I'm like totally not shocked. That doesn't right. surprise me. People. People just don't get it. And they don't think about bringing things like their dogs, their pets to an event, which they shouldn't, their umbrella that might get loose, which we saw. And the other thing to keep in mind, too, it's it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and those people got there early in the morning, and they've been drinking all day. So you're 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 dealing well, with newbies. That's not... Oh, come on. Us, well... Come on, <laughs> that's that's part of the the deal. You go and you 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 drink all day and yeah, you wait for him to come I'm, by. I probably would, <laughs> but that's that's an unusual context. There's no other sport like that where you have drunk people in your in the in your path. 
Yeah. Let me. <laughs> this is. I have to show this picture because it's. 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 This is the Wheeler family, and the, this is the family that <clears throat> that emailed and said we love the podcast, but could you cut down on the swearing? And then I told the story. You're trying about. You know, I slip up, shocker, all the time around the house. And so, Mike, I got to pay him a buck every time I say a bad word. So the Wheeler kids, there's three of them, they're as cute as can be. They they actually made a cuss jar with the stage's logo. This is so sick. Can you see that, Dave? Try to, I hope my email's He's not on it. there. Does it work? Can you see these cute kids and you see the stage's yeah. cuss jar? Oh, God. We got four bucks coming the way to the Wheeler kids. And a jersey in the background. Yeah, an old cute Discovery kids. jersey. That's cool. Yeah. All right, let's talk Watts. Because no, we already I, talked Watts. No, this is, I know we talked about the off-the-charts 1,800 Right, that's watts. the most extreme example. Right, that is an extreme and example. And think about it, too, like a match sprint in the Olympics on the velodrome, on the, like those guys, that, like a track sprinter. I mean, they must, they have to be in excess of 2,000 watts. Well, I'm just digging into it deeper because I've seen a lot of the feedback. Not every rider, and it's usually, for the most part, bike racers who have watts on their bike. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of an unknown. And although we're getting a lot of messages from people who have watts on their training bikes. Or they might have watts on, I mean, we see the ads during the tour, the, Pel the Peloton bike. That bike has watts. That yeah. bike has watts. And, and if you go to, to your, you know, your corner gym, I'm sure that that bike that you sit on has some sort of watts. I probably, you know, watts are not that easy to measure and they're not, it's, it's difficult to be accurate. Mm -hmm. So until you, not that I'm suggesting everybody go out and buy a $2,000 power meter, but that is, tr that's really the only way we're getting that number from Andre Greipel from a, 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 a power meter that is accurate, 100% accurate or 99% accurate. What you see, uh, <laughs> you can just see people going down to their gym on the, on the local spin bike trying to try to get 1700 yeah <laughs> they're gonna if end you, up in this if you, well whatever if you get there you're close enough and you're you're awesome um but it's probably not a true number when did they start doing watts in cycling training it's a, that's a great question watts came on board you know the, when when people started to train in the old days training was based was was monitored based judged upon uh, what they call your rate of perceived exertion. You know, okay, JB, go out, uh, you know, do, do three 20-minute efforts at between medium and hard. I mean, that was the science. It was a very gray area. And then then came the, uh, the, heart rate. the, the heart rate monitor. Yeah. And then training was based really on that. So go out and stay in this zone. And then power came in in the mid-'90s. And so I first started, I first started using power in 1999. SRM? The SRM. <clears throat> and then, and as far as I can tell, I know a lot of other people are making power meters now, um, but that's that's the most uh, precise and and best way to uh, to sort of pick those zones, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you, the heart rate can be deceiving. Temperature affects heart rate. Altitude affects the heart rate. Your level of fatigue affects your heart rate. Mm -hmm. the, the the you know your diet. All these things affect heart rate. So power is a much more precise science. Very cool. You know, you mentioned that incredible speed that um, Greipel had. And, of course, we've been talking about Kittle, his amazing acceleration. And you were bringing up there's a lot of changes uh, in stiffness of the bike. What we started talking about while we were watching today, and you, you look at that those massive sprints. You're talking about nearly 1,800 watts. It just is a testament to carbon bikes now. 
Like you think that would split a bottom bracket apart. Right. Uh, that's not going to happen. But <clears throat> and also the wheels. I mean, think about. To me, I, I I look at it and I think more about the stiffness of the wheel. I mean, at eighteen hundred watts, uh, the, we listen. It, it no matter how many watts you're putting out, and no matter how great you think your bike is, it is flexing. It it it. it well, I remember back in the day, the, the the sprinters before they would hit the final sprint would reach back and release their back brakes because yeah. their wheel would flex so I, ho- much. I hope they don't do that anymore. <laughs> but you can imagine that, I mean, the, everything is flexing. The handlebars are flexing. The stem is flexing. I, I mean, you're not seeing it, but it is moving. So the frame is moving. The wheels are moving. And so the, the stiffer you can get those things, the straighter and the more efficiently you're moving forward. But over time, over a three-week period, obviously if you're a sprinter, you want the stiffest bike you can possibly have. But a stiffer bike is more fatigue. I'm, th- I'm thinking of the Joe Average rider. If they're wanting to buy a bike, stiffer might not be the best thing well, here's the, for you I physically. Got, I got news for you. These guys riding in the Tour de France on those bikes, that is the same bike that you're going to go down to the store and buy. Mm-hmm. They, they don't make custom bikes anymore. This is not... All of my years racing the Tour and riding a Trek, those were off-the-shelf bikes. And when I first went to the team, I thought, well, let's maybe we customize some things. No. They said, no, no, we don't do that. They so won't. your customization comes down to your length of stem, your width of bar. I mean, you, you, can, you can change the fit with those things. But the way that carbon is manufactured now and the, and the expense that they go to, to to build the molds and manufacture, you can't customize. It's too expensive to customize. And they want <clears> the fan to know they can go buy the same bike that they're riding to, I don't to think the degree. fan I don't think the I think the fan probably expects that they have custom stuff but I'm here to tell you they don't so you should feel good about it at home <laughs> you get the same bike as Marcel Kittle now they may have some prototype stuff there may be years where especially where they have TT. stuff before mm-hmm. um before it hits the market but that ultimately is what the consumer will buy and if I'm wrong about that I'd be surprised but if I'm wrong I'd, I'd like to know hmm Hey, can I say something right quick? And this is just a huge shout out to people that have tuned in and listened to this thing. We got, I got it, and I was, I was playing golf yesterday afternoon. I got a text from the team with uh, the the current ranking on iTunes, the mm-hmm. sports ranking, the sports sports division, number two, <laughs> behind only ESPN's Thirty for Thirty, ahead of. Colin Cowherd, uh, uh, ahead of Pardon My Take, <laughs> or whatever, and, uh, Pardon the Interruption, ahead of uh, uh, Bill Simmons. What? I, I can't. <laughs> and if you people thought that I started this and expected that, you are cr- you're wrong. You're wrong. Because I'm just so shocked and humbled and thankful that people are listening. It, it just, and then I scrolled down, and the forward is at number eight. I had two That's huge. I can't. I don't even know what to say. I love it. God. <laughs> oh, it's impressive. Do you know how many people are clamoring to get on a recommended list like that? It's very competitive. Well, this wasn't a recommended list. This was the this was a ranking. Right. We were the recommended thing was the one you talked about yesterday. The new and noteworthy one. This is yeah. a rank like what? I know, right. And that didn't even factor in. Look at these people on Facebook Live. I know. I, I kind of freaked out looking at it. It was right next to 30 for 30, or right behind that. That's what's first. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's a great show. Yeah. That they so turned thank into you. a podcast. The, the, the moral of that story is just big, fat thank you. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we got an interesting article sent to us about 
money payouts for writers? Yeah. And it's, it's a it was a great question. Yeah, people are often wonder what the payout is for writers, uh, and you know, there's about two, uh, just over two million euros worth of prize money offered during the two, this Tour de France. And it starts to break down in some interesting ways, but compared to other major league sports, it's Oki Stein. I, I'm, I'm, how about that for butchering somebody's name? Oki, 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 Oki Stein. So he, and he sends two articles, right? One is is, a, is an article about the prize money in this year's Tour de France, and then there's another article with uh, about the prize money in Wimbledon. So you have two events that are going on at the same time, international that are both getting you know inter- global exposure. Um, the best athletes in the world in those particular sports. I took it a step further, and then I went online and looked because the last week of the Tour de France is the Open Championships in 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 Great Britain, so the one of the major golf ter- the one of the four major golf events of the year. I looked at that prize money. So think of it. here. Here's I'm going to give you a couple data points. In one of them, which just super pisses me off. All right, first of all, one of one of the events, and we know which one we're talking about. Last three weeks, mm. Wimbledon last two weeks, the Open last four days. The prize money for the four day event. The winner, the individual winner, the the guy. This mm. is what homeboy takes home. 1.8 million U.S. dollars. Wimbledon, so a little harder effort, two weeks. Uh, the winner, both male and female, take home 2.5 million dollars. Now, part, point B on Wimbledon, the prize money has, since 2011 till today, the prize money's doubled. And so in just six years, we've seen it double. The winner of the Tour de France is going to take home 500,000 euros, and it hasn't changed. When I was winning, the, it was 500,000 euros. It mm. has not changed. What? And is it there? Tr- and it's, th- it's the hardest of all. I, I, I just keep, I can't. I, and by the way, too, much different, obviously, in golf. The winner shared, mm-hmm. probably gives his caddy 10% in tennis. I'm sure there's some split with a trainer or, or a coach. Um the winner of the Tour de France, the 500,000 euros that he gets, he sees 0%. I mean, he sees 0.0 cents of, zero, $0. He gives all of that money to the team and the staff, and he probably kicks in a little more um, of, his, of his own bonus to the, to the team. But the fact that it hasn't changed, Wimbledon's doubled in six years, the fact that they're all 5X, 3X, 4X, it's not right. It really is crazy. It really is crazy, and then people. But people would go, "Well, there's all your individual sponsorships, right?" But it's only uh, I know. But out of the 198 at the beginning, what percentage of those make a really good living from sponsors? Five percent of well, them, ten percent of them. They all. The, the, uh, it's well, that's complicated because it's not that the. the their sponsors are included in the team deal. Very few of these guys have, have Individual side deals. deals. That's you what know, I was wondering. You might could get a, a sunglass deal mm-hmm. if you were a, a, a you know a, a regular winner. You might could get a shoe deal, but you can't go get a bike deal or a, an apparel deal or a helmet. Deal. That's all covered under the umbrella of the team. So, and we talked about it yesterday. The team's not making money over the course of a season. Right. It's all money in, money out. Yeah. How do we fix I, this? I think. I, I, well, I don't. <laughs> I just think again that's a whole it's such a it's such a uh, uh, just a black hole 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough to say. But to me, those things stand out. You see the, the difference in the difficulty of the events. You see the difference in the total prize money. But the thing that sticks out the most is it hasn't changed. Like, how can it not go up? What? The- <laughs> in 20 years. Jesus. <laughs> hey, one other thing I do want to say, because I woke up to this, and I, I saw some of the stuff in my Twitter feed. The, the, the Tour de France is not the only bike race going on in the world. There's there's a, ra- uh, there's a another men's professional race in Austria, and then there's the women's Giro d'Italia, the women's Tour of Italy. And there was a terrible, uh, and we don't yet know how bad it was, but Claudia Cretti, Cretti, C-R-E-T-T-I, mm-hmm. is in the race, an Italian girl, uh, crashed going downhill. At, uh, the reported speed was 90 kilometers an hour, which is 55 miles an hour. Hit her head on the guardrail and is in a coma. And I mean, think about that. I mean, we've talked about speed. We've talked about danger. We don't know what caused the crash, uh, but she's not doing good. And so just, you know, from us here in Colorado, big shout out to her and her fans and family and everybody in that race. Imagine seeing, I mean, just seeing that, you're never the same again. Uh, Can I read some messages to you? Yeah. Loving the pod. I want to get a How to Suffer t-shirt. So we, so... uh, It's interesting. So we, uh, for the for the regular listener of, uh, of of my regular podcast, the Forward, I've talked about this. There are no ads on that uh, on that particular podcast um, for now. I, I've also been very honest that at some point there'll there'll be some advertising on there. I'm sensitive to the fact that I know that um, the, the the fan, the listener, might think that this is a grab. And so I, I don't want that to be the perception. So I've, I've been real careful with the forward. Um, but this particular operation is not a, a, a free operation. You have to be here with this. All this has to be here. So we needed to try to cover some costs. We have a great partner in, in SeatGeek. Um, but what we did a, along the way was in wearing We Do Gear and We Do Hats, people was like, where can I get the hat? Where can I get the hat? Where can I get the jersey? I thought, well, let's just put up, let's just make an online store. And I, again... I'm as dumb as it gets when it comes to technology, so I don't know how to do that. But the guys back in Austin put up a store, we do shop.com. So we've got some hats. The hats are already sold. The hats sold out in about an hour. They just went live this morning. Went live they? this morning. They're sold out. So there'll be those. There'll be new ones soon, I think. <laughs> oh, and if if you want something that's sold out, like the hats, uh, you can go to we do sport.com and sign up to get an email when the new merch is in. Yeah, that will let you know when the we do sport.com. Um, but yeah, so we just, we, we threw some merch up there, try to cover some costs and, and the response has been amazing. Thank you very much. And sorry, stuff is selling out, but I guess, I guess that's the good news. We just got to, we'll make more and, and let you know as soon as it's ready. I really like the suffer t-shirt. I think that's going to be really I popular. When, I, I love, well, I love the word suffer and clearly we're talking about the tour. Everybody in the spike race loves that word too, in their own weird way. And I sort of just I said, let's make that up. Let's see what that looks like. And it's it's been the one like I, I thought maybe like this shirt would be the most well resisted. Suffer's been the one Suffer's that everybody talks about. Grab those and get on they the just, list if see, they sell out on you. It's it. I love that people love to suffer. Somehow that message is lost on my body. You know when when you put it on this physique and you we see suffer. We have it's, maybe, it's, it's we intended seen, for the people looking at me. We haven't seen it <laughs> on you yet. I tried it on when you weren't looking. It wasn't pretty. Uh, Hayden John White writes, "Come on, Lance, my beauty, get on Swift, Swift. I think Swift. it's Swift, Swift. Yeah, so we can race you and lose. By the way, Foster's is rat's piss, and all Kiwis hate being called Aussies. 
Which is like gang up on Lance Day. I, I got all those things. They won't happen again. Uh, you know, I, I Zwift is not for me. You know, I don't. Um, it, 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 my golfing buddies make fun of me because I never go to the driving range. I say, why don't you go to the driving range? Why don't you practice a little bit? Why don't you go hit balls? I said, when I want to go ride my bike, I go outside. I don't sit inside and, and attach it to something. And I, I know it's hugely popular. I know people love to compete with each other. And I know, a lot, and by the way, too, I know a lot of people live in places like London and Berlin in the winter, and they can't go outside. But I don't. I live in Austin or I live in college. I get to go. Like, I can't. The idea, I run hot. I don't want to sit on a stationary bike and just, like, projectile sweat everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you won't see me there. Sorry. Even, but, in, even in bad weather. But I'd rather be outside. I, if it's bad weather, I'll go to the gym or I'll not do anything. But but I, I, I do understand why it's become so popular because not everybody lives in a place where they can go outside every day. Or they might live in the middle of a city where there's tra- There's a lot of reasons. But not but those aren't my reasons. Yeah. On that note, Harley uh, writes us and says, Lance, when you go biking after the podcast, which you've talked about, where do you bike? How much are you riding per day? Uh, do you ride more during the Tour de France being in session? You know, it's been interesting because I'm a morning person, so I like to get up early and get my day started and get out on the bike early and get it over with. Um, you know, this this entire production has taken uh, more of the day than I, I thought. I figured, okay, the stage finishes at 9.30. <laughs> we'll start at 9.35, and I'll be on my bike at 10. It just it, it just hasn't worked that way, and I'm not I'm not complaining. It's been amazing. But this is, uh, so my rides are now shorter. And so I get, if I can steal an hour or two, um, then that's that's kind of enough for me. But you know, you go to an effort, this is just a mindset I think that you have. Maybe you can expound on it. Like, where a lot of us, the Joe average person, we sort of tally up excuses as the day progresses. Oh, I got busy. Oh, the podcast ran long. <clears throat> you know, whatever it is. And so we bail on the ride. Yeah. No, no. You bail. squeeze it in. I got. I, I have to do it. I've seen you do I it already since we've and been in here. In fact, between we've been a here for meetings. thirty-five minutes, we need to. I got it. <laughs> you are taking. You know, this is two days in a row you've taken away from my supper. Time. All right, we're going to move on because we're going to. I want to talk about tomorrow. Two more quick questions. Very quick. All right. Uh, well, this is just a comment. Uh, Aruna Shah says, "Damn, I love you, and now I learned you listen to Iron Maiden. Oh, and yes. now I love you." 666 times more. Up the irons, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't have paid you for a, an Iron Maiden fan. One more, Jonathan Barboza. Once I saw a dude using a bike bell during the Iron Man, signaling he was passing. So that goes right up there with Contador's whistle. You know, bike bells are not as uncool as you think. I mean, I, I, we, I did the 24-hour race with George Cappy, Dylan Casey, and Christian Vanderbilt. The bike bell is almost mandatory when you're doing laps and you're coming around people it's single track and you, and you don't instead of saying hey hey over and over. rider up the bell yeah. is just a little more courteous and it just and also too it's interesting like if people are listening to music the bell gets it, it almost seems like it pierces that that jam session that they're in a little better if they're maiden and they just they're they may not pierce maiden no but nobody <laughs> nobody pierces maiden <laughs> Not even a bike bell. Yeah. Can we talk about tomorrow? Let's talk about tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow's (laughs) interesting. We're back. We we are back in the mountains. I think if you look, if you just look at the profile, to me, it's deceiving, right? That looks like a a, a very tough day. That looks like a, it almost looks like an uphill finish. You have the plateau towards the top. 
But when you when you get down to it, it's only a category one only, but it's not a horse category. What we talked about okay. a few episodes ago. Um, it's at eleven point seven percent. It's six point four. 11.7 kilometers, it's 6.4%. That's not a tough climb. Okay. Guys can guys can hang in on that climb. And then, you know, this flat piece at the top, it, it almost neuters the race, right? People know that they have the opportunity to come back. They know that if they did attack, that people are going to come back. It just, it, it demoralizes, that doesn't demoralize, but it, 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 it. If, if you guys go off the front at that summit, the, the flat part before the finish, they could reel it back. I want. I want to make, yeah. But I want to make two predictions if I could. I know I'm. You're not supposed to get two, but if the group stays together, my favorite is Dan Martin. So notable that Quick Step would then win three days in a row. But I think he's climbing well enough to be there. He's the fastest. If you had 20 climbers that survived that climb, he's the fastest of those guys. He has the nose to win. Knows how to win. He has that nose. Um. But but my other prediction, and I think I feel even stronger. But I I think there's a real potential for a breakaway to go and stay away tomorrow. I, th- I think if that if it has to be the perfect mix, right? Oh, you're, you're talking about the random breakaway. The random okay. breakaway that goes early. That that since this climb is not mm-hmm. that hard, mm-hmm. even if they've been out there for a hundred kilometers or for what, two or three hours, they can still get over it and get to the finish. And if it's again, it has to be the right mix where Team Sky and Chris Room are comfortable. They are up the road. There's there's plenty of guys in this bike race that are 20 minutes down. Give them 10 minutes. Yeah, it doesn't but, matter. But you don't get to pick who goes in the group, right? Mm-hmm. Keep, I mean, that picks. It has to be a non-threat that, overall, right? They pick that for you, and then you decide if, you know, it's it's like it's a it's kind of a math formula. But um, if it stays together, Dan Martin's winning. And, and, but I, I almost feel stronger that, that something gets away and stays away. I don't know why. A little spidey sense. All right. It was Nate Brown's birthday. Happy Nate Brown and Bob Roll. Happy birthday, boys. 26. We don't know about Bob. Any guesses? 106? <laughs> that's just, no, that's what he weighs now. Uh, get your merch. Some of it's gone already. The We yeah. Do hats are gone already. Gone. But, um, well, we, we haven't paid attention in a minute, but I'm sure we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll We'll refill the, uh, we'll get the it. kitty. Yeah, We Do Shop. W-E-D-U shop.com. If something you want to go get is sold out already, if you go to uh, wedosport.com, you can put in an email. We'll let you know as things get refilled. How's that? Share this uh, link, the RSS feed. Subscribe, stagespodcast.com for all your friends to get them the info. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. You jumping on the bike? I'm going. I got to go get my suffer on. Who does? We do. We do.